Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Buddy just messaged me. He's just like, I have a friend who's trying to collect all 151 uh, Pokemon cards. And I'm like, does he have any like variants or versions that he wants? And uh, he hasn't gotten back to me. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I'd suggest this person. I know that uh, they're the most up to date on it. And then I thought for a second, I was like, nah, fuck that guy. Go to these people I've known forever. <laughs> I mean, why not? Plug the homie. Right up. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Why not support the fam, right? Um, instead. The fam being, in this case, Matt, George, Robbie, and Cody out at Tournament City Games. Oh, um, it's not Token MTG. It's not Token MTG in this Oh, case. oh, but shout out to Token MTG. Because um, y'all are the homie. Hopefully that, uh... <laughs> Code Zig still gets you. It, it does get you 10% off. Of, someone use the code. Please. Otherwise, anybody, we're just, anybody otherwise we're just use gonna the code. Cody and Matt be yeah, like, hey. <laughs> if anybody at Token even listens, you're on the clock, dog. Get back to work. <laughs> Speaking of back to work, the boys are back in town. The boys. Shout are out to Fid Lizzy. <laughs> Do you do you do you feel like that was a good cold open? Oh no, I was gonna say the cold open that really works is you talking about going on stage and doing stand up after me trying to convince him for so long. It wasn't really like I needed convincing to do it. It was more like a matter of convenience, right? Um, and Alex putting your name on the list. <laughs> Shorty really did kind of like just put me on like put me like really like put the spotlight on me like unintentionally like I mean she name dropped me by like government feel, and everything I, I right god damn she fell on the sword for you yeah <laughs> who did she fall I on mean, the sword? Alex I'm sorry but he fell on the you fell on the sword for him I listen shout out to Space Kitten the uh, unofficial official uh, producer of the podcast right she came with us to Zizmo's. Shout out to Zizmo's. Who's the uh, host of the open mic night there? It depends. I think last time we went, it was Dennis. Uh, I feel like that's who it's been every time I've gone with you, which has I only been Jeff. twice now. I see Jeff, uh, the uh, amputee, host a lot. Oh, do you? Yeah. Uh, okay. He's hilarious. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't get to see Jeff's uh, stand-up, right? But I did, I did finally go up and check stand up off of my bucket list will i be doing it again i guess we'll see um you guys should tune in to see whether or not i actually go up again he will um because on the way home he was saying like man i wish i did this man i forgot that and i'm like yeah this sounds like something he's gonna want to do well i mean right? for somebody who improved his his first set right like i really went up there like after thinking about something for what the, I guess the two hours that we had been there, yeah, right. Um, so if you got to see it on the Flood Pod Instagram, um, shout out to you for following, following the, the Flood Pod at, at the Flood Pod on everything. Um, and if you're here because you heard me do stand up at Zismos, shout out to you for following the Flood Pod, um, at least this far, right? Um, and we are rising up. And stumbling through that intro. Crashing through back at you with this week's pop culture hot takes. It is I, the one and only, Doc Stradamus, Doc Ratiz. Doc, if you please. Well, and I am the one and only Ziggy Danny G, former government representee. <laughs> and we are. The Flood, the Flood Pod, your favorite weekly pop culture digest, bringing you our pop perspective. To put culture in context. And make the mainstream make sense, sense because, because if we do not make sense, we don't make dollars. Holla, and speaking of dollars, uh, we have to shout out to our first 
ever patron. That's always a bar. Shout out to you, big guy. Shout out. We're going to... Enraged Peacock um, in the Discord. If you yeah. guys are not in the Discord, then you need to join the Discord. It's an join open the link Discord. I said it so it doesn't totally. expire. And if you follow us at the Flood Pod on everything, then you already know you can join the Discord. Where to find us? But yeah, Woo! shout out to Enraged Peacock. Thank you. Thank EP. you for for falling on the sword and being <laughs> the first patron. For your favorite disaster piece podcast, back at it again. But and yes, this, for real, we do appreciate it. Big moral victory, shout and out to milestone for us, and shout out to all of our listeners, even the ones who don't, um, you know, patron. Um, yeah, we appreciate. If we didn't y'all. have any listeners at all. We 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 probably just would have like jumped off a bridge. I would have. He is a family. This got dark. <laughs> it's not that easy of an out for me. Speaking of easy outs, uh, you know who wishes he had an easy out this week? Joe Biden, uh, because he just keeps he keeps putting his foot in his goddamn mouth. Uh, <laughs> this week, during a congressional black caucus celebration of hip hop, uh, he slipped around and called uh, one of the founding fathers of hip hop boy. Um, you know who else wishes they had an easy out? Denver Broncos, they lost by 50 points. Listen, um, uh, I'm sure they are right in line with Russia when it comes to wishing they had an easy out because this war in Ukraine thing is just like... (laughs) It wasn't an easy out, but the WGA has tentatively reached a deal. All that and more after we break down this week's Billboard top five right like as you know we like to do here we like to feed the algorithm gods and one of the easiest ways to do that is by dropping which you guys have been streaming and this week's hit on the algorithm is a little throwback to uh, a vampire by olivia Olivia rodrigo Rodrigo. again yeah uh back at number one um knocking doja cats paint the town red down number two zach bryan's i remember everything is sitting at number three Fast Car by Luke Combs is still riding at number four, and Cruel Summer with Taylor Swift at number five. Try right? that in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, and I think uh, while we're, um, you know, mentioning some throwbacks, I have to uh, give a little shout out to some throwbacks that I was listening to, uh, keeping in the spirit of the country music that the country has been obsessed with over the... I'm still not sure that that's not some kind of marketing psyop. No disrespect to, like, Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen, right? But, like, it just... It's it's a little... It's a little wild. No disrespect because you respect the check. I mean, listen, put some respect on the check, right? But I'm just... I'm, I, I keep my windows down when I be driving, especially, like, during the summer. Right, um, because it was hot, right? Uh, some people are probably listeners are probably like, What you mean? Why does the AC in your car not work? Why are you riding with the windows down? Um, anyway, now I, I, I'm not hearing all this Morgan Wallen y'all claiming is getting played, right? And maybe I don't like, I, I just don't have the ear for it, right? Like, there are lots of Taylor Swift songs I didn't know were Taylor Swift songs, yep, right? Um, but as far as <laughs> country music goes. Um, I'm a, I got something to put y'all listeners on to. I don't know if you've heard um, Shibuzi before. <laughs> this has been in my rotation, and this came out about a year ago, according to YouTube, right? But this is um, a black... Right, right? This is a black country artist <laughs> with a little bit of that hip-hop feel. You know the meme of all of the guys with the uh, the self with the profile pictures in their truck with the hat and sunglasses? Yeah. They'd probably be like, "Yeah, I'm not much of a fan." Yeah. <laughs> see, see, this is my point, right? This is why I brought this up, right? Because with all this like country music dominating the charts right now, with like, so it's like uh, there's this heavy. Like that sounded cool. There's this heavy mix in the country right now. I feel like culturally of hip hop 
and country music. Like that right? song had and like a country twang, but it also had like the haunting of, of like. My man said the haunting. I bet you that's how Jason Aldean would feel too. No, no, right? no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like it gave me almost like Griselda vibes a little. Did you say Griselda vibes? No, um, not definitely Griselda, not like Griselda haunt- vibes, mm, but weekend. like. So yet yeah, I, I was gonna say it's like in dirty, the vein of like darker. a post Malone, right? Like you, I could definitely see like a post Malone feature on the track, right? Like um, I want, but what I really want is for y'all to prove to me that country music is not racist, <laughs> and I need like fucking, we need him to go number one. I need Luke Combs. I need Luke Combs on a remix, right? Like if it's if it's really like not like that, then where Morgan Wallen at? Like Morgan Wallen hit up Shabuzi, like get the feature going, like prove to me, prove to me what it really is, because y'all say it's not like that. I, I've found over the last couple of weeks, uh, it, it, almost like a plethora of a playlist of black country artists, and I, maybe it's me, right? It's your algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's me maybe it's personal preference right but i don't know country music i just feel like as i was listening i was like maybe it's the percussion right <laughs> maybe if country music had a bit more percussion in it but uh, yeah it had like this haunting kind of sound to it with the beat where it would like sink and then just like pop up i mean as far as the production it's, goes instead right, of haunted it, strip club music like the weekend it was a haunted nearly empty country bar so a dive bar, just like a regular ass dive bar. More, more or less, yeah. But this one with ghosts. Well, because when you say haunted ass empty country bar, that's what it makes me think of. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Pit stop, truck stop type shit. Yeah. So the Shibuzi album is Cowboys Live Forever, Outlaws Never Die. It's totally like a fucking like. It's like a hip hop twist on Sandlot reference. Outlaw country. Um, Are you sure that's a Sandlot reference? Heroes live forever, but legends never die. I I don't. I feel like he's totally like, especially when you look at the the videos for some of the songs on the album. Um, A couple of my favorite songs were uh, Tall Boy, Snakes, Beverly Hills was a good one. Gas was a good another good one. You know what else came out this week as far as music is concerned? A new Blink-182 song. Oh, yes. So we did get a chance to preview that before we did the pod this week. And it was a rather melancholy kind of feature. It gave me Stay Together for the Kids vibe as far as Blink-182 goes. (laughs) Like, we're back because you guys demanded it. Oh, no, that's Adam's song. That's even sadder. How do you feel about seeing I, like I said, Blink again? Like I said, it was rather melancholy. It does feel kind of like staying together for the kidsy now that you put it that way, right? Like, I'm not That's say- also the name of a Blink-182 song. I'm not saying that nobody was checking for Blink-182 because obviously we're all missing that sound. By the way, if you're missing that sound, check out Magnolia Park. Um, that's just another gem I'm going to drop in the middle of this. Um... I do feel like it sounds a little forced. Are you glad that Blink is back? Yes, because I do feel like there is a void that has been left um, by the just like reluctance, it seems like, of bands to come out it. with like, that like kind bands. of yeah, yeah, like, like bands, yeah, like just it's people just a that scarcity. come together as a collective with a name. Yeah, there's a scarcity of that, right? Um, and I thought we might have gotten a resurgence of that when Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac got together for the like Silk Sonic collective, right? Like I thought, I really, I really thought I was like. Oh, are these niggas about to bring like 70s like R&B bands back? Because that would have been heavy, right? Like the Chili but, Peppers dropped two albums in the past two years, and I'm a I'm a big Chili Peppers fan, and they have their original guitar player back. But you know what? <laughs> albums didn't hit with me. I listened to them like once through, and I was like, I listened. Rock music has been on a like lifeline for a while now, yeah. right? Uh, um, just like I did my yearly duty while we were on the way to stand up of every year, I listened to the album. Never mind, that album is fucking incredible. 
See, and I also, all right, so I kind of feel like part of the reason why rock music has been on this lifeline for a while now. Because they're all dead. Is <laughs> because you guys won't give anything new a try, right? Like, it's this. It's almost like what's happening with rap music now, except for rap music is weird we don't want to give anybody new a try, but like we don't want to listen to old rappers either. So now we're all stuck in a loop of like listening to Lil Baby for like twenty and the Migos twenty four seven, right? Uh, if it's not that, then it's Young or uh, Lil Durk and Drake, right? Rip takeoff. I don't know if that's like you know mass media's fault, right? Um, for not promoting newer more independent or original sounding artists or if that is our fault as consumers or is it not the mass media's fault but the amass of media's fault the fact that everybody has found their do you think you're clever do you you think you thought that was clever i do how everybody has found their own little personal echo chamber, so therefore there is a lack of things that actually become quote-unquote monoculture that actually are able to permeate through every single sphere of society. Okay, so this gets back to something that we talked about, I think, a couple of episodes ago, or we might not have even gotten a chance to talk about it because we've been gone on break for a while. The Taylor Swift effect. We did talk about this because who is it like... uh, isn't it like USA Today or somebody is hiring hiring a, a full time Taylor Swift reporter. beat reporter, right? Like, and they are saying that she is an example of what becoming like a monolith celebrity looks like in the streaming era, right? Because it is it has been hard, especially with like you said the abundance of. Uh, and saturation of content that there is now, right? Like, you, there is, there are all these tiny fandoms for uh, these little independent artists, but because there's so much of that now... Each person has overlapping. And, and nobody is all-encompassing, right? Like, the closest thing we get in hip-hop right now is Drake, right? Yeah. Outside of, you know, everybody who... Uh, the legends who made it over from the old guard. Drake, maybe Lil Baby, uh, Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B. If you want right? me to talk about bands, if they dropped an album Nicki Minaj. where it actually matter, the, I mean, the first one, because it's done it every single time, is Tool. Like, as far as bands. like. But they're from the old guard. That's what I'm talking about. Like, what new artist, right? Like, what new artist do you know is really doing that? And that's why Taylor Swift is such an icon at this moment because she is like a mainstay that's been able to more so than I would say more so than I would say like a Drake, right? Like at this point, Taylor Swift is doing like Beyonce, Jay-Z, Eminem numbers, right? Not only that, just look at her aesthetics through her career arc. It's she's changed. I mean, her current tour is called the Eras Tour for, for a reason, reason. right? Yeah, like the only, she started you know out another, as that country pop artist? icon. Do you know another artist that considered themselves through eras? Madonna? David Bowie. Oh. Both of which you know Were very transformative artists. Yeah, and like very iconic, right? Like couldn't go anywhere without being recognized. Fans fainting Bowie when they could, see them kind of. Because he would just change his fucking persona. Yeah, I mean, but... Everybody check it for Ziggy Stardust. I'm gonna go out like the thin white duke. So, at this point, what do you think it takes to reach, like, that kind of, like, Taylor Swift level? Do you think that is still something that is achievable at this stage? Let's try to put a frame of reference into this. How much bigger is Taylor than Mr. Beast. I I feel like that's a weird comparison, but I'll play along and I will say that there's a probably a fair amount of overlap there, believe it or not. 
but Taylor definitely has more. More, yeah, definitely has more of an outreach than Mr. Beast does at this point. May, even if it's by a small margin. Let's give me a ratio. Five to one. Yeah, I was gonna say it's at least three to one, Taylor. Yeah, I okay. would say five. Here's to another one. Taylor. one: Taylor Swift versus LeBron James. I think Taylor probably has a larger fan base than LeBron James. Oh does. yeah, no, she absolutely does. But yeah. how much larger? I I feel like that's probably by a small margin too, though, because I'm sure there are bigger or smaller. I than Mr. Beast. I'm gonna say smaller than the margin of Mr. Beast because there are there are foreign sports fans that are probably no Taylor Swift but are bigger fans of LeBron James and have no idea who Mr. Beast is. Now let's carry out on international sports. Taylor Swift versus Messi. I feel like that's probably once again a smaller margin than LeBron and Taylor, right? Um I think globally it's probably Messi. I don't. I think it's messy that you would make that argument because you think you're clever, don't you? <laughs> we're talking. You think you're clever, don't we're, you? We're talking Taylor Swift. We're Swifties. Like these people are literally like changing their like lifestyle habits and like planning outfits and stuff around her concerts. And um, like I said, I'm like, old- uh, how big of an artist do you think Doja Cat is? At the at this point in time, uh, not nearly as big as, as Taylor, Taylor Swift. Now, but say, now, I'm, but don't on, you hold think? On, hold on, hold, hold on, because you just got to cook, though. Don't you think that Doja Cat is still like a pretty big icon at this point in time, right? Like, yeah. But I was in, I'm in uh, class, my internship, where I'm helping to build a media campaign. Uh, it is me and five women, and as soon as the Taylor Swift movie was announced and i'm sure you heard about all of the concerns with like the theater safety and things like that yeah they were like oh my god i need to buy tickets like right now i'm gonna like jump up and down oh yeah and I'm no like, yeah the movie they is really be- are this crazy yeah the movie isn't becoming a movement is what i'm saying it, right like taylor swift is on a whole nother level right um, but what I was saying is, is even with as big of an artist as we both think Doja Cat is at the moment, she right? pales in comparison to Taylor. She's still only predicted to sell six hundred thousand her first week of her brand new album, is what I'm saying. Not even comparing her to Taylor, right? Like I'm saying on her own, as much of an icon as Doja Cat is, her next album is still only anticipated to do. Less than a million. Mr. Beast going pocket live. There you go. That's a difference. The difference between Taylor and the second biggest artist is so wide that the biggest YouTuber trumps the second biggest artist by a substantial margin. Welcome back. Welcome back. Speaking of Taylor Swift, since that's all anybody can talk about uh, anytime she is anywhere, including the VMAs, right? Like uh, Taylor Swift was spotted at the Chiefs game after an invitation from Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. Chiefs all pro tight end. Travis Kelsey. Was it was it even really an invitation though, or was it just a t- uh, joke tweet? Like, do Let you think it was legitimately up. him shooting a shot? Because I mean, she is newly single, isn't she? Uh, I believe she is newly single. As of April, she ended her six-year relationship with Joe Alwyn. So, so as this... her world tour was picking up steam in the United States, uh, and, according and... to. NBC News. And the world tour is wrapping up, right? Her era's tour is wrapping up, so why not celebrate with some fucking arm candy, right? Like, we call it we call it Travis Kelsey shooting his shot, right? But maybe maybe Taylor is, is more like a puma, right? And has been eyeing him for a very long time. <laughs> 
You know how they say like when if you see a big cat, the big cat has already been watching you for a while. <laughs> Yo, he shot a shot. She showed up to the motherfucking game and sank her claws into him quicker than fucking TMZ could say. Wait about what about Lori? <laughs> The Chiefs' tight end attended the Eras Tour in July when Swift was performing at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh-huh. His team's home turf. Her fans who called themselves Swifties posted about his appearance on social media. Travis and his brother Jason, who also plays in the NFL, later discussed his appearance at the concert on their podcast, New Heights, and a clip of it was posted to their TikTok account July 26th. He said he attended the show and was butthurt that Swift wasn't able to speak to him prior to her performance. If you're up on Taylor Swift concerts, there are friendship bracelets, Kelsey said. And I received a bunch of them being there, and I wanted to give Taylor Swift one of my number on it. Your number as in 87 or your phone number? His brother asked. You know which one, Kelsey joined. Ha 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 Right? So, as I... I just feel like I've just been proven, you know, legitimate. Why? Why is this? Why is this news? Um, it's it's news just because it's hot guys, right? Because it's Taylor Swift it's and just, it's Travis Kelsey. It's just it's hot guys, right? Yeah, like like it's, it's the best tight end in the NFL who plays for the reigning Super Bowl champions with the biggest pop star in the world. Meanwhile, this is tabloid heroin. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Meanwhile, Kim Kardashian is somewhere seething. <laughs> Because she can't get Kanye back. She's like, damn it, why did I have to hook up with the crazy one? Have you listened to his music? The good music? The good book? The good life? The good morning? You're just going to keep rolling, huh? I, I was just going <laughs> to let you keep going. I was actually surprised how many fucking Kanye references I could make with just the word good. I got nothing else. I don't know what you're expecting from me. I'm not that good. <laughs> I was expecting. I was just waiting to see if you had any more to add to this uh, Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift. Uh... Interviewers have not held back in asking Kelsey Taylor Swift related questions or using Swift related puns. They were Swift with the comparisons. I see what you did there. <sighs> Travis said on the Pat McAfee show, who's getting a lot more attention now that he's on ESPN and collecting a giant bag, but anyway, I've seen you rock a stage in Arrowhead, so you might as well see me rock a stage at Arrowhead. And then she was seen at Arrowhead Stadium, wearing red, Chiefs colors, and then seen afterwards, walking out of the stadium with Travis Kelsey. All I'm saying is Taylor's not low. Um, I compared her to a Puma earlier because she's still too young to be called a cougar. But <laughs> also, Travis is she's her not, age. Travis is older than we are still. I, I think mean, Travis is 33. I'm first of all um, speak for yourself. I, however, will be 34 next year. You're the uh, same age as Travis Kelsey, Kelsey which is why I said. I called Taylor a Puma for a reason because she's still too young to be called a cougar, but Taylor, you're not low. Game recognized game. I know what you're doing. Um, she She's still in her peer group. She's apparently, if she's dating Travis Kelsey, she is like the most like socially acceptable age of the same. That's not what I'm that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is is at a certain point we keep giving men credit for like the bag, right? Everybody's like, "Oh, Travis Kelsey shot his shot jokingly and you know, even Travis knows that Taylor matters more than him. The, Taylor knows what she's doing, right? This nigga showed up to her concert and then tweeted out, I'm mad that we didn't get a chance to meet. And then was like, hey, come to my game. And she was like, okay, boo, I see you. It was almost like, if you win, we'll leave together, right? <laughs> I'm here, show off for me is what i'm saying like this is not this is not a win for travis kelsey this is another notch for taylor thank you that's, that's she all took I'm... a day out of her busy schedule <laughs> that's all i'm saying that's <laughs> that's just gonna be the running meme for me is anytime she makes a public appearance 
She took time out of her busy ass schedule to unhinge her jaw and swallow another one. Uh, <laughs> Man, I feel like I would that get, that joke I feel has like now that joke has layers to it. One, um, two. <laughs> you and two, I know, bitch. Be humble. Two, two. That's no disrespect to Taylor. No, I just, I, I just that was. I was just quoting Kendrick Lamar. I just totally. She's. You're not low, Tay Tay. You're not low. She knows what she wants. She's a grown as woman who knows what she wants. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that can be said about against Taylor. There's a lot can be said for Taylor. I gotta say, however, she does treat her crew fantastically. You know who wasn't Swift or Low whatsoever. Um, our everybody's favorite uncle president, Joe Biden. Joe Biden was at the congressional black conference in phoenix um to for the award ceremony there um and while they were honoring some of the founding members of hip-hop some of the luminaries including ll cool j and um queen latifah mc light joe biden had another one of his notorious gaffes uh first and foremost and couldn't even pronounce ll cool j's name um called him llj cool cool j uh and getting, getting a few artists there mixed up buddy then proceeded to hit one of the worst microaggressions he could have possibly hit at like probably like one of, one the, of the worst times. times to hit the microaggression um and in an attempt to to like compensate for messing up LL Cool J's name, called him called him boy when addressing the size of his biceps. Uh, he was like that boy, that man um, has biceps bigger than my thighs. He did, he did, he did correct himself. Um, not swiftly, might I add, but he did correct himself. Still, still weird when going. To make a comment on the physical stature of somebody who is receiving an award. At least he didn't try to ask to touch his hair. Maybe he doesn't even have it. No, I was gonna say no, that would have made it extra, extra awkward. At least he didn't ask to touch his bicep, right? After after commenting on Oh wow, you're a strong one. Yeah, yeah. See, listen, that's that's all I'm saying when you say that boy there got biceps bigger than your thighs, let me tell you. That's, that's good stock right there. That's good stock. It was a very Joe Biden gaffe, um, to say the least. As far as Joe Biden running for re-election, though, I really like, I really would like for him to cue again, sit down, be it's humble. Be humble. <laughs> like, he's not, it's, it's not like Joe is doing a terrible job at, being president it's just not a uh like hey we'd like to see you back here again next year kind how many of voodoo job. dolls do you think kamala has <laughs> i have been seeing an alarming amount of stories where they're like kamala harris has stated that she's ready to take on the position should she need to right and i'm just like what are we alluding to like i know but then i hear stuff like joe biden slipping up and calling ll cool j boy and i'm like maybe maybe they know more than than we know right like like mitch mcconnell people right like they say it wasn't a stroke and maybe it wasn't a stroke the government was like we went through this for three years and a vegetable known as ronald reagan we don't want to do it again <laughs> donald trump sitting back like boy i would never you, show you my test scores <laughs> i would never call ll cool j boy to his face first of all he probably wouldn't because i'm actually pretty confident they've probably met before oh yeah no absolutely 100 percent. i'm certain that ll cool j has yeah uh, shoulders already yeah has like uh, some kind of reputation or relationship with donald trump right party friends yeah it, social event to, friends at, at, to say the least they've met at some kind of fundraiser before i mean right? donald trump's in fucking zoolander which is one of my favorite movies he's also name dropped in several rap bars throughout the history of yeah rap, and some great right? bars um 
He, however, does not have the great. Best he, however, does not have great bars at all. Um, it probably has trash bars to to be completely. However, honest. he has the opportunity to get bars four times <laughs> to get thrown behind bars. So as we are getting closer to election season how with shit like this how likely do you think it is that we will just be seeing biden v trump 2.0 it's gonna be eh versus eh again <laughs> like how sad is that it's literally eh versus eh and is ll cool is is joe biden calling ll cool j boy Worse than Donald Trump's hot mic, um, which I'm calling Trump's hot mic is worse. Grab him by the pussy. Yeah, it, you, that's, that's you, worse. You think grab him by the pussy? I think is... that was worse. Because <laughs> I at least give Biden credit, like you said, he corrected himself immediately. Yeah, no, Trump doubled down. It was like what? Even even if it's Biden true. did it for a PR perspective, just like oh, my PR brain kicked in. It, this is probably a better comparison would be like Kefefe to this. That was his Twitter figures going all stupid. Trump had way too many. I, I feel like when we compare Biden's gaffes to uh, Trump's like... I will say there's one video that came out of the Trump administration where like he acknowledged the coffee fee thing. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> like the one time I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty funny. I'm... I mean, Trump was unintentionally funny plenty of times, right? Yeah. Um, this, however, was just sad, right? <laughs> so just like, damn, Joe, you you are. It's Every like... time Joe, like, he he's had a few moments where I'm like, okay, like the Philadelphia speech where he was like, yeah. fuck Nazis. Yeah, but that, that was good. I feel like more often than not, I feel like Mick watching Joe in like the fourth round he, of he Rocky. Great. He did like, great. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, throw in the towel. You can't keep doing this to yourself, Rock. <laughs> like, stop. Which Rocky was this? The first one, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He did get his ass whooped in the first one. Yeah, yo. Beats Apollo in two. <laughs> and then he barely beats Mr. T in three. Yeah, dude. It is like, and I'm... then you got Drago in four and five. And I really just feel like we like late stage rocky here and i'm just like get him get him out of there man like how bad does biden really want this are we just like gassing him up every morning like come on you got this joe <laughs> and he's like oh can't i just sit in with my crossword puzzles and stare out the window today <laughs> like no i feel like no joe is almost like like the winter soldier how they just like put him in carbonation and then just unfreeze him every time they need him. <laughs> He'd just be wheeling off at the end of the day like, did I do good today? And Kamala be like, yes, Joe, you did good. Can I have applesauce? Yes, Joe, you can have applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's just, I know he's, he's got to be tired, right? He's got to be tired. Kamala's like too old for the shit. <laughs> Remember, I did say I wanted to before 2024. I want to make a 2024 bingo card of absurd shit and see if we get any of it. Speaking of absurd shit and getting any of it, um, the WGA has finally reached a tentative agreement with the AMPTP. That's right. Uh, we they, don't have many of the details. None of they none said of the they details. will not release them until the final I is dotted and the final T is crossed, crossed. as they should. But as of now, the uh, it seems like the AMPTP is finally getting it. Uh, that Hollywood does not move forward without the writers, and they have made the concessions that the WGA feels are necessary enough to finally call an end to what was almost the longest strike in wga history meanwhile sag aftra carries on however yes. probably reinvigorated knowing that their partners in labor were able to come to what they deem as a fair agreement with the amtpt and i don't think that this was like in any way like a small victory right uh, especially as far as labor movements because are the auto concerned. workers remain on strike and if the Writers Guild can take on Hollywood producers 
then I feel like the United Auto Workers have more than a shot at taking on the automotive industry. I also say that SAG-AFTRA has more bargaining chips than WGA. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like because the Screen Actors Guild has the name recognition that the Writers Guild didn't have. The face, they yeah. have the image. Yeah, that's what I mean by name recognition, right? Like, we've seen the credits at the end of the shows. We still don't know who these writers are or have sure a face to put to them. I most am of them positive. Anyway. These two unions' leadership have been working together, talking amongst themselves how to divide the pie amongst themselves. Yeah, I, I feel like the Screen Actors Guild and uh, the WGA often work very closely together, right? Um, Not only in labor negotiations, but also in production right. and creation of all of this content. Unlike the Directors Union, which was out within like the first two months of the strikes, right? They didn't even go. They didn't even hit strike for their union no i don't no they, they didn't. didn't no at yeah. all right um so shout out to the wga on securing the bag respect the check and we'll see how the directors feel about this in a few years <laughs> uh, from what i saw the wga contract is for three years Ugh, yeah well i mean shorter contracts probably better considering the uh pace and increase of yeah. of AI right, and things like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, putting everything into perspective here, then, yeah. This then. is not like an athlete, like an athlete's contract no. where you, you sign for 10 years, your whole fucking life is yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. They're adapting to a changing media landscape. So having something that's more than a year to build good faith is good, but less than a decade so they can adapt to changing technology. Right, uh, especially Hopefully because... by the time that that three-year gap has yeah. closed to where Hollywood executives and writers have both learned how to adapt to the new technology and emergence of things like AI and its mass utilization. They will have already integrated it into production <coughs> and hopefully as a result will know what both parties are able to find in the next round of collective negotiation three years from now to where a strike is prevented. Especially while the streaming market is still kind of like settling into what it's going to be in the industry, right? Like uh, streaming as we know it is changing. Um, I believe one of the things that they were talking about was more transparency in uh, quote unquote ratings. And just ratings, subscription numbers, right, uh, what the shows are doing, like that kind of ad revenue that is coming from all of that, especially as more of these platforms move away from ad-free tiers and things like that. Like now Amazon Prime will be charging for uh, ad-free, right? So they will have their lowest rated tier will include ads and then you will have to pay more for Amazon Prime without ads and they are joining you know the ranks of Hulu Netflix just introduced an ad tier programming uh, subscription slot as streaming tries to figure out how it's going to secure its revenue the shorter contracts are probably in favor of the writers and the actors like you said because we still have lots of they need small more than a year bits and ends with think about when we started our podcast we weren't fucking talking about ai at all no not in 2020 we had started talking about and that was four years ago by then that we had started talking about deep fakes and things of that nature though at that point right um deep fake that kind of technology had started to become an issue then because even like matt stone and trey just, parker had that studio that they had been experimenting just started with. to become an issue now ai is at the forefront and that's in a four-year gap right that's the wga is signing up for three years three-year gap yeah to where they'll not only be able to adopt, but also adapt to, yeah, I think I'm clever, implementation and use of AI. And the executives will also get the chance to learn the value of AI, but also the fallible nature of it by not having a human touch. Right, because I do feel like there is a clear rush that is being shown here and being seen 
to adapt, like you said, to the implementation of AI technology and how it can be used to either cut corners and cost down in production or used to as a tool to help alleviate writers and cut back on uh, production time. Like, think about it this way. Like, an AI is just fed every single romantic comedy in existence and then it's told to write a script it would show up like mike tyson having like and now they kiss they did make in <laughs> it there is like an AI. I forget what it's called uh but there is like an ai written movie that was put out and it South did Park had terribly. an ai written episode and it turned out to be a mediocre episode of south park i think all of the jokes that actually hit were lowbrow yeah, because when you feed AI all of that data, it's going to, like, average it out, right? And, like, the average out of South Park jokes is probably going to land somewhere in the, like, lowbrow, low-hanging fruit category. The same way when, uh, what was it, Google introduced Tay to the internet and she spent three hours... <laughs> on twitter and it immediately became like a fucking racist neo-nazi fascist bot and it's because it averaged out all of the data that it was being fed and it was overwhelmingly being fed racist fascist nazi data and i just throw this back to the very old mountain dew internet poll of name the mountain dew flavor and did the overwhelming amount the mountain dew flavor would have been mountain dew hitler did nothing wrong the fucking like accumulation of them taking a pole to name a boat ended up with the boat being named Bodie McBoatface. So yes, <laughs> AI art is really good because there's a fucking an, a plethora like in a mind-bogglingly like just unfathomable amount of images on the internet from ai to for ai to scrape data from, you know what right? i actually want like, to ask an ai to do so i have no doubt that ai can make good artwork right here's what i want to ask an ai it's very easy to ask an ai to make a picture of something and make it just look beautiful right what if i asked an ai to make an abstract painting representing happiness what would they make what would it make would it understand with the Screenwriters Guild finally reaching their tentative agreement. The Writers um, Guild. Yeah, yeah, not the, Writers Guild yeah, not the Screenwriters Guild. The WGA, not the SWGA. With the WGA finally reaching their uh, tentative agreement, uh, shows will probably more, more than likely begin resuming within the next couple of months, uh, especially like your talk shows and things like that are more quick to turn over. Um, we should be getting our late night television shows probably back next week. Providing that everybody plays ball and all the agreements are comparable to um, all of the people in um, attendance. How do you feel about Amazon Prime introducing an ad tier to their streaming service? How do you feel about streaming services introducing ad tiers to the... Because it's like one of the reasons everybody is moving or moved away from cable in the first place. Was that? Was because we were tired of the, the proliferation of commercials. What pisses me off is commercials. the ad-supported versions now cost what, they, what the streaming service originally cost yeah i mean ten dollars a month for netflix back then was great yeah ten dollars a month now for ads put at really inopportune times in the middle of an episode i feel like even in the very beginning YouTube online ads netflix fucking worse it'll be like oh dude 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 don't get me started on youtube ads but in the very beginning i feel like online netflix only cost like eight dollars a month yeah right in the very beginning now like yeah their ad tier is like ten dollars a month Right, yeah. so it's still like two dollars more. And y'all assholes will blame inflation. <laughs> um, Amazon Prime, uh, like I don't, I don't think Disney. Uh, Paramount Plus has an ad tier subscription. Hulu has an ad tier subscription. Yep. But Hulu also has a bundle, 
with ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. Because Disney promises there's shit you want to watch on Disney Plus that isn't something you watch in the theater. <laughs> because Disney Disney bought Hulu and was like, oh, fuck, I guess we have to like keep this because people like it. And yeah, we... they're like, somehow we have to make this all profitable. And fuck, and... fuck, fuck. <laughs> Disney has been hemorrhaging money because thanks of Disney to, Plus. A- thanks to antitrust laws, Disney can't just absorb Hulu into its Disney Plus catalog, right? Like... <laughs> They can't monopolize the industry as much as as much as the mouse would love to just throw money at it and they make it go use away. Hulu as a show company. They they are pretty much just using, using Hulu, Hulu as, as a show, show company. company. <laughs> Dog, they bought ESPN without anybody realizing. Well, Disney's it. owned ESPN for yeah. Long that's time. what I'm saying. Yeah, they bought ESPN without anybody realizing it. Right, like I guarantee you, most people didn't realize Disney owned ESPN until they were like, "Oh, I can get ESPN Plus in a package with Disney Plus." Personally, I've known that for a very long time because yeah. I knew ESPN was owned by ABC because the ESPN commentators would do the ABC sports. And event. Disney owns ABC. And then I knew Disney owned ABC. If you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> Disney also owns ABC. Because what does the mouse not own? Florida, apparently. <laughs> as long as good goddamn Governor Ron Don Santon. Oh, of Florida. Has they they own some about of it. Florida. <laughs> Enough of Florida to, to be a fucking. Piss off Ron DeSantis. <laughs> whose poll numbers are just dropping. Do you think like, Rod actually like sits tanking. in his office and he's just like, why does Florida have a goddamn Vatican? <laughs> no, I think at this point, Ron is sitting in his office like, why did I have to pick a fight with that goddamn mouse? Cause, you yeah. think Italy's mad that they gave Vatican sovereign status? No. Because it's probably one of the only reasons people still come to Italy. It's like that's that's not fair. It's, to Italy. it's not entirely off base. <laughs> it's not fair to Italy. They will always have pizza and pasta. Yeah, but Catholics like. I mean, it's it's not quite mandatory like like the how many, pilgrimage to Mecca. But how many people do you think? How many people a year do you think traveled to Italy looking for Super Mario content? All I, Unintentionally. Know, all I know is when <laughs> I not talk about Italy, we, a long time ago, talked about me writing a joke of Killer Mike, Joe Rogan, and Russell Brand walking into the Vatican. <laughs> that did and not all I well. know is this through line for this joke got a hell of a lot easier when you combine the Vatican with now Russell Brand. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.